Yowie wowie! Welcome everybody to episode 216 of the Math Wrestling Podcast. I am the captain, Daddy Dangerously, along with the best heel in the business and holder of a championship I promise not to mention. The we, Butcher. We, we said we weren't going to do that anymore. Exactly, I didn't mean, I didn't Especially say what championship. Especially when the is on here. I, I, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. I didn't say what championship. I promise not to oh, mention it. I'm apologising to me. He can't help himself. <laughs> By the way, Butcher, Butcher says that I get messages every morning. Don't forget, I'm the promo champion. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can hear, filling in once again for our knowledge champion. See, I can mention that one. Mike Larkin yeah. is the RWT kingpin, Emir Blackbane Costello. Ah, feels feels was good to be here. I um, I had to peel myself out of bed this morning, but once my eyes opened and my blood got flowing, I was like, all right, let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's how half the WWE roster feels. I don't want to do this shit today. Okay, let's go. <laughs> what are we doing today? Star jumps. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us is your host of Talking Strong Style with the Switch Babe. She is, of course, Miss Courtney Summers. Hi, how are we doing this morning? Struggling to get out of bed, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're like we're like uh, six, seven hours ahead, and even we're struggling to get out of bed over here. Oh, too late to bed, do it. <laughs> I'm all, I actually, I actually, that's, that's like a common thing for me now. I cut promos all the time in bed. I love it. <laughs> it's the way. It's the way forward. Wake up, one eye open, record. Record. Yeah. Go on. So somebody, somebody commented on one of your promos, like, "Oh, welcome to Pillow Talk with the Butcher." <laughs> Mike Larkin. Mike Larkin. I, do you know what? And I actually thought, you know what, Mike? I like, I like that title, Pillow Talk. By the way, um, just want to just want to make a point. Uh, for Courtney Summers as we've seen subscriptions to the RWT YouTube channel uh, trending upward since her podcast dropped and it's no coincidence because I've also seen people directly on her Twitter saying because of you I shall subscribe to this shitty channel (laughs) (laughs) well if If you feel that that way we've also got a shitty network there we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got that's a piece right. of shit, <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Courtney Summers, as you have made yeah. a big splash. Fucking brilliant, Courtney well, Summers. Well, I mean, it means the world, like, all the support that I'm getting, like, the DMs and stuff from people, you know, like, you know, wishing me well. And, like, there are people in the podcasting community that I look up to, like, um... Like Don Tony and Kevin Castle, who Don Tony has known for like three years that I've wanted to get involved in podcasting. I just never really had a way into it. And, you know, like he is so happy and he is so proud of me. And, and I'm just, you know, like it's just it's humbling that, you know, this is all happening because like I just made a post today about, you know, like how April was the best month yeah. of my life so far you know like so many good things happened and you know it's just like we we just we just ushered in in japan ironically enough the reiwa area era which you know is a new era and i'm kind of looking at it 
kind of from the switchblade perspective of this is a new era. This is a new phase of my life where it's nothing but onward and upwards. And like Jay White said, be who you are now. Don't be where you were. Yeah. It's like that's it. Yep. And he told me to keep doing what I'm doing, so hey. Exactly. I'm I'm just Did waiting for <laughs> I'm just waiting for Ryback to take credit for your podcast. Fuck right. Oh, it was actually my idea. Oh, let me just say this. <laughs> Ryback tries to come at me with that bullshit. He gonna get internet blade runnered. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, well, before we go any further, also a very happy birthday to um, Mass Wrestling alumni Robert Davis. I'm sure you'll see more of him in the coming weeks <coughs> as the King of the Mike tournament finally begins next week. With the crazy Robert, eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Robert Davis is. Um, he's an except an exceptional gentleman, um, who literally anything I've ever asked him to do, he's never gone like oh, I don't know about that, or <laughs> maybe when I maybe if I have some downtime from from my eyes being crazy. No, he's always like, yeah, I'll take care of it. No, I got it right away. And. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bonafide rock star and all around fantastic guy. Happy birthday, Robert Davis. Happy birthday, Rob. Do me a favor. Happy birthday, Rob. I, I just hope your day is filled with nothing but love, positivity, and of course, some birthday cake. So have a good one, dude. I look forward to cuddling you after. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Is it? Is it like? Can you cut a promo with some crazy eyes and stage blood? Yeah, no problem. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, well, in the first six minutes, more happened on this show than happened all week in WWE. That's, that's just down to creative and booking. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't even remember half of what happened on Raw. No. Um, no, I gotta be honest, I don't either. I know. Me, me neither. I've been so wrapped up in wrestling Dontaku for New Japan. Yeah, that that's what I've been watching the last couple of days. You know, what WWE gave me was so forgettable that, like, I don't remember anything. Like, yeah. I, like I'm getting up at, like, 2 and 4 o'clock in the morning to watch New Japan shows, and I remember more from that than I do a primetime show in my own home country. Like... If that is not a damning indictment of how WWE is is going right now, I don't know what is. So, what, so while we're while we're on that note, can I quickly just say, fuck Okada. Yeah, I second that. <laughs> fuck Okada. Well, yeah, where is I, this coming from? Why don't we like this, the Rainmaker? Uh, fuck the Rainmaker. <laughs> I don't. Here's why I don't like the Rainmaker. Because the Rainmaker made me cry in the backseat of a New York taxi cab. <laughs> okay? And I'm still salty as fuck about that. And the fact that the guy has been on top of New Japan for yeah, so damn long. It's like at this point, you know, he's held that belt now five times. Uh, like, do you know what, right? The thing is, like, right? Like at this point, like I want Sonata to go over. Because yes. I'm like, at yes. this point, yes. it's neat. Like it, like I said, Rewa, new era. We need to usher in some more 
faces into that heavyweight title scene. That I just um, I look at it and I think I, I I used to watch New Japan back back in back in the nineties, and I I came back to New Japan roughly. I would say mid two thousands, and then I delved out again. And in the last two or three years, I've kind of I've kind of watched it a little bit more closely again. Now, I probably can't really comment a lot on Okada as the way um, Emosi was going on about it, but but you see that 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 sort of talk. I don't, I don't understand anyway, because telling a story in a match, I get that with New Japan, I get it, I do get it, but I watch wrestling for wrestling. Now I'm not under no circumstances am I going to say the guy ain't got no ability because he's talented as fuck. But when I look at guys like. I'm just. I'm going to name them off the top of my head. I, I just think that. I just think they're a tad bit more interesting. There's a lot more to them, and when I look at the the ability they have, I I I I I I get blown away more by watching these. Naito, Jay White. I'm going to say Sonada. I'm going to say Bushi. <laughs> I I can keep going. The, 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 he's 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 about ten people behind on me. You know, um, it's just to me. You know, when you look at a world champion, right? I look at that New Japan title and I look at it around his waist, and I just think the guy needs something a little bit smaller. <clears throat> <laughs> it, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. Like it doesn't look right around Sinahashi. <laughs> you know? For me, New Japan have a way of kind of pushing a superstar. If, if you're the, the over guy, they treat you like an over guy. Look at Liger. The guy's a fucking living legend. They Look at Minoru Suzuki. Heel or no heel, the fucking fans worship him. He's a god. Okada comes out and it's like... It's, everyone's won the fucking lottery. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. Well, I mean, like I, I, like you said, like I respect the hell out of his talent. He, he is a phenomenal in-ring worker. I will give him that, and I will give him respect for putting Jay over in the Japanese press when he called Jay the toughest guy Jin he's ever met. Um, I will give Okada that, but like you said, we've got Ibushi. 2019 is fucking wild, y'all. Kota Ibushi is saying he's signing a New Japan exclusive contract mm -hmm. until he dies, which mm -hmm. that in itself is mental. You've got Ibushi sign for life there you've got Sonata you've got Minoru Suzuki who could use one last ride with that title before he yeah, retires so. which which they're actually kind of teasing now with him and Liger um, 
you've got, um, did I say Sonata? Sonata, you know, you've got even Evil and Naito. Um, you've got all these very popular stars that I feel like they're taking a back seat to Okada. I I just, I feel like that. Like a lot of them are just taking a back seat. And the reason why I got so salty about that loss was because Jay didn't even get to get a single defense. And because Kenny left New Japan high and dry, they were forced to put the belt on Tana. And then Tana loses it in one defense to Jay. And then Jay loses it in one defense to Okada. And that's a hot potatoing of that title that for the longest time in recent memory has been held for long periods of time and has really built people as a legitimate star over there. And the fact that just because they wanted that Kodak moment of Okada holding that title up in Madison Square Garden, they they sacrificed Jay a little bit for that. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and that that is my general feeling on that. That is why I was so salty. And that's why I was like, there is no way they're going to just hot potato this IWGP heavyweight title three times like that. And they did. And I was shocked. Like, I thought in my heart of hearts, you know, hand on a stack of Bibles, like, I would have swore Jay was going over that night because mm-hmm. I thought this was the wise decision to go over to Westward Expansion. Jay is now your face of the Westward Expansion. He is now one of the big four that you see when you log on to New Japan World. Um, that the key to cementing him as that face of Westward Expansion is to, in the West, come over here, win that title, like not win it, but defend it successfully, do it cleanly, and make him a legitimate champion and a legitimate threat to that scene. That was my whole thought process. And I just feel like, you know, just that Okada thing, that Okada legend and the Rainmaker and all that stuff just took over and Jay was just left hanging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cop-out. We see this kind of thing happen. Uh, well, I I don't know who would be the example in Impact or, or, or Ring of Honor if they actually do it or not, but obviously in WWE, Vince McMahon will get focused on one guy like mm. uh, like a John Cena or like a Roman Reigns and seemingly everybody else around them, which in, in most of these cases, there's people around them that are so much better than they are. Yeah. But the, the focus gets on this one guy. And I'm wondering, I think I think when Vince does it, I think it has a lot to do with... Um, he's a stubborn bastard. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he does his version of like, I, I know. I know better than you and I know better than them and I don't care what anybody thinks and it's, it's my show and I can do what I want. But, but I don't expect that mentality out of New Japan. So, I, I, so now I'm really interested... I'm really wondering, like, what is the reason why they put so much emphasis on Okada? I think right now it's because they've had so much seismically shift when all the elite guys left that they felt like they maybe had to go with the safe bet. 
And the safe bet is the guy who is the rainmaker, who did make you all that money, who, you know, did bring in more fans and stuff like that. You know, that's your, I think that was their safe bet. Like they're like, okay, he is what we're going to use to kind of ground ourselves. I think that was maybe the thought process is we're going to use Okada to kind of ground ourselves, reset ourselves and find our new path with this title because Gato books two years in advance. So when Kenny and them left, Gato was left running around like, what the fuck am I going to do now? So I think that was just their safe bet. I think just Okada is just Gato's safe bet at this point. You know what else is notable too? That just like a John Cena, Okada's finished move. I'm sorry. That to me is <laughs> I, I don't get it, dude. I don't I don't get why that's supposed to be a big deal, the Rainmaker, but it, it's <laughs> I think most most guys in he history doesn't, will He doesn't look like, like he's going to hurt you with it, does he? Like no, I said, yeah, just like it, it's like it, Hulk Hogan did a leg drop and it, that was his Yeah. <clears throat> you know, yeah, um, what is this? Know, I don't know. You know the old meme where they go uh, my child is 24 months old, two. Your child is two. It's the same yes. thing with Okada. Your finisher is a clothesline. <laughs> am, I su- am, I su- am I supposed to believe, right? Am I supposed to believe in... We're going to do something here. We're going to go back in the DeLorean. I'm going to take current <laughs> Okada, and he's going to take on the, ma- the, 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 the man that is Stan Hansen. And we're going to have a lariat competition. Am That's I led to believe when Stan Hansen hits Okada with that fucking monster even Bradshaw hits him with that monstrous clothesline he's going to kick out and then when he hits him with a rainmaker they're they're not going to kick out fuck off (laughs) and it took four it took four rainmakers to take down Jay White so that tells you all you need to know about the credibility of the rainmaker and I know I'm going to piss off a lot of New Japan fans. I'm going to piss off a lot of Okada fans by saying that because that's like, oh, my God, that's blasphemous. But, you know, the like you said, it's like it's just basically, you know, your soft it's insulting. your arm. It's insulting. It's insulting to know that a company that has been, I'm going to say, on top of pro wrestling for the last three or four years, solid on top in terms of best pay-per-views, best events, best booking, best wrestling matches, best superstars. It's insulting to know that you've got nothing, so you have to go back to the old man. And even though he's not an old man and he's still very, very youthful and he looks very, very youthful, he definitely uses oil of you late. <laughs> okay. Um, there's definitely some, so, some, some sort of ingredients being used on his skin. I would like some. <laughs> um, but that's that, he's just constantly that's that. holding people back. Yeah. You know what that is? That's that Japanese skincare. They have gotta, got some amazing stuff. Like I've been on like Amazon and stuff, like looking at this stuff that my friends in Japan use. They're like, "Girl, you've got to use this. This is this is amazing." Like that's all. <laughs> that's what that's all about. And Okada is like a year older than me. I'm thirty. 
I'm gonna turn 31 in October. Guy's got no, the guy's got no, hasn't got a wrinkle on his fucking head. <laughs> I'm like, how? Here's something else that's worth noting too about New Japan. As I as I sit here, while you guys talk about his mo- his moisturizing techniques, I'm still trying to figure out why they're booking him the way they're booking him, and I'm thinking to myself, New Japan is not WWE. Thank God. <laughs> Meaning. New Japan is not formatted to appeal to 12-year-olds and 5-year-olds. They're formatted to appeal to grown-ups, to adults. So when you have John Cena wearing his bright green shirt and then his bright blue shirt and his bright pink shirt, and he's looking like a big giant ball of Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> I, 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 I get it. I get it, you know, because all the kids are going... You can't see me. And their mothers are going, Billy, you come out this instant. We have to go to the dentist. And they're going, you can't see me. <clears throat> and then but, they're also like, I want that T-shirt, but you've already got it. But it's a different color. It's a different color. <laughs> it's the same shirt, but this one's bright blue. <laughs> and, um, but Okada, this is, New Japan is not marketed towards kids. It's, it's, first of all, it's not sports entertainment. It's wrestling, right? It, and it's, it's smart, and it's, it's a beautiful product. So... Why are we using the same shitty format that they're using in New York? New Japan yeah. is, is famous for, for being smarter than that, for doing its own thing, for being set apart. So why are you blending in? I don't get it. I want to ask Courtney this question, right? And thank God for New Japan for saving Max Wrestling this week because we had fuck all content to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I want to ask Courtney, right? What happened, and where the fuck is Kitsamora? Kitsamora? Um, yes. Last I heard, I believe he left. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure on that because, you know, like he's not one that I really, you know, paid attention to. Yeah. But I'm not sure. But, um,. It's a weird yeah, one he because left. he went off the radar, didn't he? He went off the he radar left. the year before last um, due to some sort of... They, they, they kind of said it was a concussion or whatever, and then he officially left the company um, a couple of months back. It was made official, wasn't it? Which, was, which, which I find a bit weird, considering okay. he was supposed okay. to be like the, the, new, the new prodigy. To come out of the lions, and he was on a good streak, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, apparently, I just I just looked it up. Um, he was in a scooter accident, broke his leg, and New Japan still offered him a contract. And the situation was similar to Daniel Bryan, and they wouldn't clear him to wrestle. So he left because he feels ready to compete and it's likely that he will sign with another Japanese wrestling company. Like I'm thinking maybe Noah or all Japan. Um, but that kind of makes sense. Can I, can I ask, ask a question? I've, I've heard of Noah sparingly and I've, I've heard of all Japan, like, more than a few times, even recently, 
but I literally have never seen them anywhere at all. And I'm just wondering. So when I think of wrestling in Japan, I'm like, oh, New Japan. What What's up with these other companies? Are they like viable places to go? Are they actually good products? Or like who's, who's notable that wrestles there? Where can you find? Yeah, I mean. Okay. Okay. Noah, like I'm not the expert on all Japan. Like, so you're asking the wrong girl. But with Noah, um, Noah is pretty popular in Japan. They're kind of like the what Impact kind of could have been here to New Japan, if that makes any sense. Like New Japan is WWE. They're kind of Impact. You know, like they're they're a smaller operation. They don't have a streaming service as of yet. Um, so. For us where, was, where was Pac? Get... Which one of those had Pac? <laughs> Pac is at Dragon Gate. See? See how I don't know? Is that in Japan? <laughs> yeah, that's in Japan. Um, I think the better so question was Noah... where Pac hasn't been. Well, well, getting back to Noah, Noah um, has some notable stars. They have Harada, Yohei, um, Hayata, Naomichi Marafuji, um, Kino, they've got several, you know, really good, like the talent there is really good, and their like junior division is insane, the stuff that those guys get in there and pull off. Um, it is a really good product, and they have just recently done a relaunch, they've done a new logo, they've, um, they actually streamed a show live from Japan on YouTube for free for the world to see. And they're uploading more matches. And I'll actually link their channel in RWT later on today. Just so if anybody is curious, you can just go to RWT and you can check them out. Um, I, I like Noah. You can't see it, but my hand just went up. I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. I don't know. Um, no, no, no. It's just been taken over, isn't it? It's just been bought out, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's been it's just been bought out. And Noah has a past where it was revealed that a past um, either Booker or somebody in the company was working with the Yakuza, which oh, is the Japanese mafia, to promote shows and Noah had the public face of very anti crime, very anti drug, very, you know, kid friendly. And when that came out, basically in Japan, the way that their system works is it's based on honor and all that other stuff. And basically they kind of got shunned. And so that's why there's no streaming service, but they are trying to move past that now with this new ownership and trying to expand further into the West and getting the content more available to us. Because at this point, with no streaming service, NOAA fans were having to exchange Google Drive links. Like, this is like how it was before we had World. Like, so they're kind of growing, and I think the future is bright for them. They have Marafuji there. He is the veteran there. He's been there the longest. Um, and he he's really leading the way on this. And um, I, I just hope and pray that Noah does well. Because if we have more Pure Resso out there that 
Western audiences can see to kind of wake them up to the fact that there's more to life than WWE, you know, I'm all for it because I'm that passionate about pure wrestle and, and Japanese wrestling in general. Like that's my number one passion in wrestling. And just, I want Noah to do well. And I want Dragon Gate to do well now that they have pop and he is making waves for that company as well. Um, so, I mean, that's basically the nitty gritty on Noah and what's going on. Like I said, I'm going to link their YouTube channel and also on Twitter, there's a nice lady, a nice girl. Her name is Hasami, and she actually will translate all of the backstage interviews they do, like they do in New Japan after a match. They go and they talk, and they feel like what they're going to do next. She'll translate those, and her Twitter account is at H-I-5-A-M-E. And she's basically the unofficial English feed for Noah News. So if you're looking for Noah News, head on over to Asami and tell her Courtney sent you. Like we said, thank you, New Japan, for giving us content. So it's been half an hour. We haven't even discussed WWE. There you go. Fuck WWE. Well, I've got something to discuss that I have to bring up. That something that... Oh, I can't wait for this. Oh, Butcher knows what it is. (laughs) Um, That has been kind of bugging me more and more as the months draw on. Um, Impact Wrestling. They continue to treat their fans like the abusive boyfriend that treats you like shit that you think, oh, oh, he's acting nice to me, nice to me for like two weeks. Oh my God, like maybe things are going to change. And it happens over and over and over again with them. And we have a guy like Killer Cross signed to this company. Killer Cross is a fucking treasure. Mm-hmm. The guy can cut those promos, give you the chills, make you scared shitless. The guy is a golden guy outside the outside the ring. He's very interactive with the fans. He, you know, he'll respond, he'll reply. He actually posted a DM he got on Instagram about how, you know, a fan was so grateful that Cross took time out of his busy day to make his son happy who was actually in tears because cross wasn't booked so that shows you how good of a guy he is behind the psychopathic sociopathic character that he portrays and not only that he has that legitimate mma background that was so beautifully displayed at blood sport mm-hmm. his match with david boy smith jr was amazing um He's good in the ring. He knows what he's doing. He's only been in for five years. Let me let me let me put this into perspective for you how good he is, okay? Jay White at twenty six has been in for six years. Killer Cross, thirty three, five years. Okay? 
let's put that into perspective how fucking good he is now impact introduces him june 14th last year was his debut date so he's coming up on a year with impact and impact made the fans fall head over heels for killer cross um I know I keep bringing this poll up because this is like the hill I'm going to die on with this. Um, over a thousand votes between the four guys that they generally use, and it was for a four-way match for the title, Cage, Moose, Johnny Renanane, and Cross. And poor Moose got basically nothing. And Cross just runs away from it while Cage and Johnny Renanane are basically splitting the same amount of votes. So that's a good sample size when Impact's viewing audience right now is about 5,000. So that's about a 20% share of at least the Twitch audience. So from a, from a political sample size point of view, like that's about as good as you're going to get on what the fans want. And I've noticed this as well when I watch Impact. When Cross is in the main event for the title, views go up. Mm-hmm. So there is data and there is fact to back this up that the fans want Cross and you just refuse to give it to them. And then, not only that, they had that pay-per-view rebellion, okay? Cross was all over that commercial for it. He was all over, like, the post. He was on the poster in the front. Guess what? Not even booked. Okay. In the past, so they just used be- him to, to draw fans, but they didn't yeah. actually use him. Yeah. And then for the for two weeks, we got two backstage segments totaling about five minutes of airtime with him. Then we got him versus Willie Mack with this whacked out freaking jazz music feud that I don't even understand where the fuck this is coming from it, it's just it's maddening because impact is going to do this with whoever they bring in and they do it all the time and it's maddening and anthem you need to cut your shit out you need to realize what you have you have a treasure and cross and guess what he wants to go to japan of course he does and so guess what you keep treating him like shit guess what He's going to walk on out that door onto Shinny Home Progress, maybe go win that IWGP heavyweight title. And guess and what? You're never going to get him back. <laughs> exactly. Is, is Vince so McMahon secretly booking impact? Listen, right. Yeah. Listen, Kevin Cross, right? I don't know this. I don't know this, but I, I, get, a, I, get, a, I, get, a, I get messages off Kevin Cross. I get, I get likes. I get responded. You know what I mean? He knows kind of probably doesn't know who I am like he knows Courtney, but he knows I'm appreciative. Now I look at that guy and I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already been in because he seems like the type of guy that's not going to give you a, he's not going to give you one of them knocks on the door. He's going to give you one of these. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone there and they said, take a seat, Kevin. No, I'll just stand. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, you don't fucking book me like this. I'm gone. 
I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that conversation's already happened. Hence why you're not seeing him booked. You're not seeing him utilised properly. Because they clearly they clearly think that Johnny fucking... Well, I, I, I'm, I don't know what my name is. And Mr... I'm not on anabolic steroids. <laughs> Mr. Cage. They clearly think that them two can carry... Every every single match of the year, because let's face it, they they got no one else. Yeah. And I was quietly surprised. Courtney had to freaking bring me up today, but yesterday, because I could have swore that guy been there longer than June. I'm in for a company that I bashed constantly after being a fan since two thousand and two, a company that I bashed for the last fucking three years. I was surprised. I've not. I've not once had anything negative to say about Killer Cross, because I'm telling you, people, I'm a man, and I'm a man. You know, I'm a man's man, and I'm. I'm very much in touch with my sexuality, but that man, I, I'm in love with him. Butcher, <laughs> butcher. Hey. Wait, I just want. I, this is butcher. This is this is Black Bane. Now this isn't an this isn't an intervention. This is I'm I'm here to support you, brother. I want to tell exactly. you how much of a man you are. Exactly. You are so you are so much of a you are so much of a man that I was looking at a picture of you the other day. Oh yeah. And my and my wife walked in the room, and she caught she caught a glance at that handsome face, and then she sat there for five minutes and. And went on and on to me about how amazing your beard was. And then I got up and went in the bathroom and shaved my shitty beard off. That's how much of a man you are. <laughs> my wife wants to run her fingers through that beautiful beard of yours. I got nothing. I got nothing. Now you see, you see, this is what I'm saying. But this is me with Killer Cross. I watch Killer Cross, right? I watch everything he does. You know, like you, you were saying, Courtney, right? I'm listening to you when we first had you on, kind of on the show, and you said you watched every single video on his YouTube. Guess what, people? I have watched every single video. Okay? I wouldn't do that for no one. I wouldn't do that for no one. I'm quite a vain person, and I live by the, I live by the words that I speak. And the majority of the time is, am I speak? Am I speaking right when I say this? Fuck them. I say that loads. Well, uh, fuck, fuck this. Fuck, you know, fuck this person. Fuck that person. I couldn't give a fuck. 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 Uh, that. That's me. But that guy, he comes on and he does a promo, and he's got me in the palm of my hand. His hand. He can hold my hand. I don't mind. Um, he has, he's got me he's so believable his psychology and and I listen to him sometimes and I I read his his messages on Facebook, whether it's Facebook or whether it's Twitter and I read them and they're so poetic but the words mean so much and I'm like wow, where the fuck does this guy get this shit from There's no one with a brain cell in WWE that could even pull that together in a year, yet alone. Yeah, you know why? Because he's so goddamn intelligent. 
He's because fucking he, unreal. He, he he has knowledge of esoteric stuff, symbolism, numerology, um, all of this different kind of cool shit that I love because I'm into that type of shit. Um, and so you see it in his post, and like a lot of times his posts, like I'll be looking at the fans and their interaction with it, and I'm like, a lot of y'all are so reading this wrong. And it's like, I kind of feel bad because I'm like, okay, you're kind of too smart to this now. Mm. But but with Cross, like, Cross was the first guy that ever made me do that, that ever made me, like, I kept a YouTube tab open on my laptop for a week and a half. And I went through that Chronicles playlist where he chronologically ordered everything from start to finish. Mm. And I just went through that and I would watch, like, maybe, like, 40 minutes of video. And then I would stop, I would go do something you know, get shit done around the house. And then I would come back to it and I would start watching it again. And yeah, I did that yeah. a week and a half stop and go marathon of that YouTube channel because I was so enthralled and so engrossed in this. Like it felt real. It felt like yeah. this is a guy that will not think twice about breaching through your throat, pulling mm. out your spinal cord, and giving it to your wife. He's like, uh, believe. I liken him. I liken him to uh, uh, you're 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 a horror movie in in the eighties and early nineties. I liken him to Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Chucky. They're they're, they're the people. They're the they're the guys that you, you know you were kind of like fearful for, but at the same time they're cool as fuck. Yeah, and then the way his stuff you is shot, a lot of it, you know, it just it reminds you of that. It gives you that 80s retro okay, horror please. vibe. And it's brilliant. Yeah, and speaking of brilliance, his latest offering from that YouTube channel, Memento Mori, where he and Scarlett went to Thailand for a couple of weeks. And basically, they used that time. They, they expounded upon their time there. And made further use of it. And she helped him shoot. Basically, I think they did the, did this on basically an iPhone 10, You know, because a lot of the guys that have YouTube channels, that's what they're doing. And those phones produce amazing quality. Like, BTE was shot on an iPhone 10 up until recently. So I have an iPhone 10. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so let, let me finish this thought. So they, so he thought that he thought that far ahead and had that foresight to say, okay, I'm going to be in Thailand. Guess what? This is going to be some cool shit. I can put mm-hmm. this together. And he put together this beautiful short film, Memento Mori, about yeah. you know, like how he's how he's struggling with finding that inner peace, and like he's meditating on the beach. And it's just, it's just, it's just beautiful. Like there's no other way to put it. It was just beautifully done. And you have this creative force that is just, I feel it's like this potential is so untapped. And like you said, like you'll watch everything. He's got me watching AAA. Like, yeah, I'm part Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. but like I, I'm, I can understand like so-so what, what they're saying. But because it's so rapid fire, you know, you can't really keep up with the way that they speak, you know, native speakers. So, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching AAA yeah. because 
because he, he's not booked on Impact or, you know, some nights they'll even have like a double shot where he'll appear on Impact and then like right afterwards you can just go to the AAA Twitch stream and you can watch him and his match. And I'm doing that and I'm seeking out his extra work because... I've started to watch AAA because of it. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something else too. AAA, let me tell you something, you're full of shit. Three years, undefeated, no title shot, I smell bullshit. So give him his title shot, AAA, you cowards. When when I listen to Courtney Summers talk about Summers. talk about Killer Cross, this is why I've always said in advertising, instead of like hiring you know actors and actresses and feeding them lines about a product, you just gotta let the people consume the product, and then the ones who really love it, just film them talking about the product. Because let me tell you something. There is no promo in the world that even the WWE team could put together that would sell me as much on Killer Cross as what Courtney Summers has no. just said. <laughs> I I said to my missus the other day that I was talking about Courtney. I said, do you know what? If I was a professional wrestler, right, or if I, do you know, I needed a PR, that fucking woman would be hired. I mean, She'd be because your, your I said when when she talks, you listen. And if you're not listening, you're going to fucking listen. And if you don't believe it after she's spoken, she's going to tell you again. You may even get a third chance to listen. But by the end of it, you're going to be wide awake and you'll be fucking listening. And I've noticed that. Like, with myself, like, I've even started to notice that. Like, I've got friends that, you know, like, they're watching New Japan and stuff like that. And they see me, like, you know, going on and on about Killer Cross on Twitter going on and on about him on Facebook and, and other places. And then they're like, they're starting to check him out and they're starting to become fans. And it's like, and, and it's like, I've already volunteered. Like cross has this joke, like cross for president 2020. And I keep telling him like I volunteer to run the campaign. And that's like me saying, <laughs> Hey dude, you want me to be your PR agent? And you want me to get on the phone with different wrestling companies and tell them that they're going to book you right. I'll do it. Like, I'll be that bad bitch. I'll be the one that says, listen up, motherfuckers. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the guy on the other end of the phone. Freedom with respect. I don't want to hear any bullshit about how you got to put this guy over and that guy over. He's a fucking treasure. Book him like it. Amir, mm. I think that's the new... Let me tell you something, bitch. Let me tell you something, bitch. Yeah, when she said when she said that, I I immediately thought of that, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that version of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, um, it's it. You know what's? It's weird because when I think about like the Killer Cross situation, you know, what Killer Cross is missing to get his respect is having just exited WWE, because let's be honest. Most of these indie companies offer way better, like, let's say if WWE is Taco Bell, which is some mainstream, air quote, Mexican restaurant, but all the other authentic Mexican restaurants like, you know, uh, Rosa's and all these other places offer the real authentic, real Mexican cuisine. Tastes so good. Cuisine, yes. Yeah. Now, but here's here's the deal. See, Killer Cross hasn't just come off of a WWE run. And these indie places, even though they have the better product, I don't know what happens. Like, indie indie places look at 
uh, former WWE wrestlers the same way that chicks look at a look at a shitty guy. Chicks look at a shitty guy and go like, "I need that guy to ruin my life for the next seven years," and they flock to that guy, right, to the bad boys. And the okay. indies, they this is how they treat wrestlers I coming out of WWE right now, Amir. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't mean to generalize all women, but well, here we go. Um, no, 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 but I think no that's, no, that's me with the Switchblade JY character. Right, <laughs> like that's yeah. all of us. Like, there's like there's one girl that um that I'm friends with on Twitter, and like every Jay White match, like she's like, "Excuse me, sir, like can you come ruin my life?" Like it's the <laughs> it's the thing of like we we want that bad boy because we think that if that that if we love him hard enough, then we're gonna turn him good. It, it's it's that same phenomenon that always happens. And and girls that are listening, you cannot be mad at me because you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I've seen it. I've seen it a thousand times. Now, if now Impact is the kind of company that it doesn't matter how low level the wrestler was in WWE, if anybody's coming off of a WWE run, they're like, we got to snatch that up. We're gonna put a microphone in this guy's hand or you know or this girl's hand week after week. And we're just going to let them stand out. They don't even have to wrestle. Just go out there and just make references to WWE. And then we'll feel like you're doing something. Meanwhile, talents like Killer Cross are being slept on and being wasted. And here's what mm-hmm. here's what Impact will do. When eventually a company like WWE or some, you know, some other company will sign this guy and he becomes uber famous over there, then Impact will start to run <laughs> all kinds of like... Uh, check out this collection of Killer Cross matches, and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what? They're playing the shit out of. Should probably. <laughs> we had them too. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you one thing about Killer Cross. Killer Cross has actually turned down WWE. Yeah, smart guy, but but he'll he'll become famous in New Japan or something, right? And then, um, yeah, it gets life is weird in that way it, it boggles the mind when you look at some people who are literally like the best you've ever seen and they can't they can't get an opportunity and then you look at other people who honestly you know they don't bring anything to the table but some mm-hmm. kind of way they're a 16 time world champion and you just think to yourself what the fuck john cena <laughs> won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. We'll rip her out root and stem. Check out all new Throne Zone this Monday on Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud and the Four Corner Network.
Psycho is a Max Noise theme song for Trivia Takeover 4.0 Curse of Champions. It's by Another Day Dawns, taken from the album A Different Life, available now on iTunes and Spotify. Trivia Takeover 4 comes your way on June 29th, where the promo champion will get the night off as we host the final of the King of the Mic tournament, plus the Knowledge Championship will be on the line in that one night a year where a bunch of all your favourite old school trivia games return for one night only. To find out who has the best wrestling IQ, go to maxwrestling.net for more information. Do you know what's weird is when, when I started doing the podcasting with Max Wrestling, right, I was like, I was like pro WWE, pro WWE. I, I would I, love I'd to like, see those days. I, I'd fucking, <laughs> you know, I'd like, I, I wasn't like, New Japan was like, I was oblivious to what was going on. You know, uh, we had a we, oh, guy, he was, our, he was our Yoda, our sensei, fucking Kenny Killer. He'd come on, he'd start talking fucking New Japan. And I'd be like messaging Daz, well, what the fuck's he going on about? Shall I just agree? <laughs> yeah, I like that shit too. Yeah, look at me in the background here. I'm cool too. You know, and, and, and that'd be it. But, but he brought my attention to it. You know? And now, I'm not of that pedigree that he, he is, but I'm getting there. And I'm like the guy that, you know, you got that, you got them guys in the corner that sit there, you know, fucking green shirt guy, that fucking guy. Yeah. You know, that guy that's probably never watched fucking New Japan or he, he's pro WWE. You know, he is. Cause he gets that front row seat. You know, he's definitely blowing Vince McMahon. You know, I remember messaging Kenny yeah. going, hey, I've, I've uh, subscribed to New Japan World. And he's put, yes, mate, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have those moments, too. Like, now, like, I've got, you know, some WWE fans who are now, you know, like, they're really jaded. And they're, they're like, I see you just gush about New Japan. And they're like, okay, like, what are some matches I should check out? And, like, what I do first is oh. I direct them to, you know, like, different YouTube channels. I say, get educated on the faction system first. You know, find your footing and then go into it. And and I tell them, like, a good starting point. Like, I'm like, if you were starting now, I would say go back and watch the major shows. Go watch um, the New Beginning show. Go watch Wrestle Kingdom. You know, go go watch some of these Don Taku shows, you know, so you can get mm-hmm. caught up. But the thing with you know, cross turning down WWE. And this is where, you know, once again, 2019 is wild y'all. Um, that we have so many talents that are actually turning down WWE contracts because they know that WWE would not present the character in its most sincere form. And we all know Cross's big word that he loves to use all the time. And I love him for it is sincerity. He wants to be sincere in his presentation of his character. Mm-hmm. And he knows that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is not going to fucking allow that. So I respect him for that. And it's sad that because he doesn't have that WWE label or an ex-ECW label, that um, that impact is not giving him the shot. And it, it's like, I say I say this all the time. You know, the only stupid chances you take are the chances that you don't take. So 
do you, do you believe right now? I mean, I look at this and I think, you know what? The, the guy, we know the guy's intelligent. We know the guy's super intelligent. He know he he's like, he's he would be the guy that plays chess, and he's you've got a false you've got a full fucking board on your half, but this guy only needs fucking three pieces. You know, yep. he already knows he's beating you. He's he's looking at you in the eye, but he's not he's not even looking at the board. He's psyching you out. The thing is, is he he's that intelligent and confident in his own ability that he can go to WWE and go, I ain't interested. But he knows he's going to get paid by Impact. But at the same time, he knows, I'm going to get paid by Impact. I'm going to get paid by Lucha. I'm going to get paid by AAA. Hell, I'm bringing in more money than I, what fucking WWE is actually going to pay me. But I know I'm going to end up here and they're going to pay me double what I'm already getting paid. Because by the time I get there, every fucker's going to know who I am. Yeah, like at this point, Cross has worked for Lucha Underground, which that shit is a fucking disaster at this point. Yeah, that's done. Triple A, he's worked for um, Impact he's, as well. He's still clashing. He's, he, he, you know, he's all over the fucking place. He's working yeah. like indie shows in Canada. He's. I want to see him at ICW, man. I got him. I got to message him and connect him to Mark Dallas, man. Oh, you. I, I, I want to see him work with Lionheart. I want to see it. Yeah. Fucking unreal. You know what's hilarious? My husband started up an Instagram and he was like, at this point, to get you to shut up, he said, <laughs> he said, I will DM cross and be like, what's your booking feed, dude? <laughs> <laughs> because like I have been, you know, like I want to go and see him. I want to go see him wrestle live, you know, and Impact has those, that, that amazing deal where you, for 200 bucks, you can go for all three days of the tapings and, you know, have VIP all three days. You know, like, I really want to do that. And they have a show announced in Dallas. And, you know, like, I held their feet to the fire. I, I told, I actually tweeted and tagged Impact, Cross, and Scarlet in this tweet. I said, hey, Impact Wrestling, you want this girl in Dallas? Killer Cross and Scarlet better be booked because they're, they're the reason why I watch Impact. Because, and that thing, it didn't blow up as big as I thought it would. But it still kind of got enough engagement to where it was it's a nuisance and they're going to have to answer it. Because I want to make a big weekend of that, you know. And it's like when you have to travel for that shit because Impact is only going to like five or six locations, you know, you have to plan that shit out. And it's just it feels like they're just flying by the seat of their pants with that shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he better be fucking booked because I'm already going to night one of the G1 in Dallas, which is that same weekend, like the show, the Slammiversary show is like the day after night one of the G1. So I've got, so I want to have my dream weekend and get to see both babes in one weekend. So fucking give it to me, Impact. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So, so, so what happened in WWE anyway? Ah, <laughs> uh, do you know what? Not, I, 
I can only compliment Not Drew McIntyre. He was just shutting everybody down in the opening of Raw. Like Ricochet <laughs> picks up a mic. I'm not here to talk. Then shut up. Shut up. Baron Corbin speaks up. Don't you start or I'll knock you where you stand as well. Oh, Baron Corbin. Okay, here's something WWE related. Um, Baron Corbin is apparently the reason why there was that massive drop-off in viewership <laughs> in that hour two and hour three because people had already seen him before and then they got told, oh, we're going to see him again. And then people were like, fuck this shit, we're out. Understandable. So at, at this point, listen to this statistic. At this point, the John Moxley video that the former Gene Ambrose posted on mm. Twitter has if equal to, if not more, than the whole of, I think, SmackDown viewership, or it's either that hour three. So at this point... John Moxley on Twitter with a Twitter video in Twitter views is basically whipping main roster WWE. Yeah. Well, that's hang on now. Let's let's be fair with that with that little fact there. Just a couple things. One, John Moxley's video, which I was so excited about. All right, Dungeon Boing. But it was like uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like by the way, I never knew who John Moxley was. I, I knew Dean Ambrose, so I'm, I'm seeing this character with fresh eyes. But his video was two or three minutes, so that's that's different than um, than committing to sit down for an hour or something like that. And also, it's John Moxley. Like, yeah, yeah, it's some. It's this. Even though he's returning to a character, it it's brand new. You know, this is a brand new thing as far as the return. You don't know where it's going. So, but with that being said, I guess what I'm trying to say is if Dean Ambrose had walked out onto that WWE stage, would that have changed the viewership? What do you think? Well, I saw a tweet yesterday or today saying um, WWE have put their titles on the three most popular people on the roster and the ratings are still shit, so don't blame the roster. Bullshit! Well, I mean, theoretically, like if we're if we're going to talk, if we're going to include Becky Lynch in this, Becky Lynch is like massively popular. She probably has the top merch on WWShop.com at this point. She's probably whipping all the boys' ass. Oh yeah. Um, yeah but you know the you know the funny thing in that is right. I wear that shirt, the man, right? And I wear it, and I look down at it, and I swear to God, that's not Becky Lynch's shirt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and let me think. Seth Rollins has the Universal. Um, Kofi has the WWE. So yeah, I mean that that technically kind of is true because the New Day and Kofi, like they sell those shirts like hotcakes to the kids. Um, and Seth is is always going to be popular. Because, like, he's the one of the Shield besides Ambrose that the fans really like. Yeah. Because, you know, all those years with Roman, like, even though Roman has come back and he is pretty much a babyface at this point, you know, it, it just... Well, you know, but, like, but, it brings, but it brings me to this, right? The, the, the Viking Raiders oh, boy. 
Okay. Wooden Viking experience. Raiders. What an experience, wait, wait. exactly. The Viking Raiders couldn't have a name, couldn't have a name with war in it, right? But yet we can start a theme tune, a theme song with "Burn It Down." Mm. Yeah. No, don't try to make sense of it. He's crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you try to apply logic to it, it'll hurt your brain. Do uh, do they still call him oh. the War Goddess? You know, um, I, I'm there. struggling. There's there's no kind of there's no right or fucking wrongs. No. There's no consistency. There are no right or wrongs. There is no consistency. You're right. You know, I mean, I'm for. A, I, I'm not surprised anymore. I just constantly get pissed. I mean, even Courtney said to me yesterday, oh, fuck, but you let me have this one. You know? <laughs> I, 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 listen, I didn't. I, I thought it was tacky in the way that. Maybe I wasn't prepared for it. Maybe the fact that it, it blew me away because, and I didn't like it because it came from nowhere, you know. But the more I dissect it and the more I look at it in a diff, from different angles, I better not be fucked off, and that better be aimed at Jay White, because if that comes for if that comes full circle and he's going to AEW, I'm gonna be one pissed off motherfucker. Moxley, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not buying it's Jimmy going against Jimmy Havoc. I'm not buying you know, it. Yeah, like I think that was maybe just Jimmy Havoc kind of maybe feeding into some hype just to get some shit started. Maybe I'm not no. sure. I mean, Jimmy, please don't kill me. <laughs> um, but it it probably would explain as well why Jay dropped the title. Mm, don't you even start no 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 no. listen right it kind of it doesn't say jj in every sense will get that title back dominion is where he'll get his title back you know he's not gonna have to wait till wrestle kingdom he'll get it back at dominion but in the meantime you know there's there's a guy that made a living of playing with knives and getting cut, and and it's John Moxley. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and it what... makes it does make sense. And when the more you look at how the videos and the way it was shot, it does scream very much. You go back and you look at Kenny Omega videos, the way you know what I mean, promos and stuff like that. It is. It's the way it is shot. It is New Japan style. It is. AEW couldn't shoot anything like that. It's not a million years. Well, well. I mean, let me let me just pump the brakes on that argument because a lot of people think that like to produce a video like that, it's going to take like a shit ton of money. But like I said, like Killer Cross shot that spectacular like HD footage in Thailand that, that just looks beautiful and flawless. And he saw that, you know, and he does he does have New Japan money. So, you know, it, it can theoretically be done on a budget, okay? Wait, but, wait, hang on. First, I, I have I have an argument. All, all it requires is a, is, is a wall that can be broken down. It's got no, you know, a set of bars, and it's got a big, large wall with some barbed wire. I, I just want to put this in the context for you guys, because... 
Randy Orton is claiming that Bray Wyatt's bugs, yeah. projected bugs, cost two million dollars. So let's <laughs> now hang on now. Let's just put, let's get some perspective on this whole. Those bugs looked like no, no. <laughs> like the rigging like I, like cost two million dollars. The graphics cost fuck all. but like you were saying like it is very new japan-esque it 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 felt to me like i actually did this like after you said that like i was like fuck me now i gotta find that vtr from when jay debuted and so i sat there and i i had my phone in one hand on twitter playing the moxley video and i was playing the jay video and holy shit it, it, like if you do that it, it, it they really are very reminiscent of each other and it's very you know to me it was almost eerie how they were kind of similar but you know as someone who was a John Moxley fan you know a long long time ago back when he was he had Trina Michaels on his arm and he had bring me Batista you know now now Rebby Hardy back when she was Revy Sky, had her on his arm. You know, like I shared the tribute video of him with, with all the women and shit. Like, that's basically how Titty Master was born. <laughs> um, you know, like, the crazy shit that he did, like the chainsaw to the forehead, you know, those different crazy, insane spots that he used to do. Um, I'm thinking that maybe, you know... Like, that part of me, like, knowing that past of John Moxley, I'm sitting there thinking, like, how is that hardcore going to fit in with New Japan? Because New Japan, they really they really don't do much in the way of, you know, hardcore-type matches. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, how would he fit in? Like, is he just going to go in because he's older and he's just not going to do death matches and that's what this is? Um, I'm not really sure. Like, I could see question. it going Uh, John Moxley, can he wrestle? And the reason why I ask is because, no offense to anybody who... John Moxley's not a wrestler. John Moxley's a backyard fucking guy. Yeah, but he but he can go. I mean... Oh, like... he can go. He can go. I mean, he, he's definitely... He's got, he's got more tools now than what he had when he was in CCW as a young guy. Yeah, you know? he's got more he tools that, now. You know, he had that, he had that FCW training. He le- yeah, he left CC. He left. He left CCW. He went. He went to um, FCW. He worked very, very closely with uh, two guys, Mick Foley and um, Will- William Regal. You know, he's, he's definitely got better tools than what he had. But what worries me about Moxley is. He's got. He's he's earned his money. Let let's not pussyfoot around with that. He's earned his money. Um, he wants to. He wants to add one bite. Something that makes. Do you know what? You ever had that feeling? That I mean, I used I used to do boxing, right? But then I went from boxing to bare knuckle boxing, right? Now, oh. the padding on my hand didn't satisfy my need for wanting to punch someone in the face. <laughs> you know. But you kind of, I said to the missus the other day, could I do that ever again? The answer to that is no. 
I couldn't because because I'm a bit more. I'm a father. You know. Yeah. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk in the house and let my child see me all busted up and fuck that <laughs> man. No. But John Moxley, yes. he's been in sports entertainment, a PG company, for so long. Watch his stuff from FCW, right? And watch him cutting promos as a, a fucking nutbar with a leather jacket on, cutting on really Regal and fucking Mick Foley, wanting to have a death match with Mick Foley. WWE and FCW would never sanction it. You know, he would never sanction it. He was it was he was so legit it wasn't even funny. You know? Yeah. Um and he's been watered down. Look at what he's been watered down to. A guy that can't say any bad words on the telly, he's he's cracking jokes. That's yeah. a guy that used to wrestle against guys like Wife Beater, Necro the Butcher, fucking He's having one more crack at the whip. Mark yeah. my words, if he'll be back in WWE in around tw- 12 months. Yeah, and also there's one thing that hasn't been discussed, and I haven't really seen this discussed, and, a, and one of my friends brought this up to me. She said, and there goes Renee Young, because remember what happened when CM Punk left, and then AJ kind of followed shortly thereafter? Yeah. I'm interested to see. If this How about Cody, Cody and Randy Rhodes? Yeah, like I'm true. I'm truly interested to see um, if this is a true exit from him, and he is going to either AW, GCW, CZW, wherever it may be, New Japan. Um, that I- I'm thinking that Renee Young may be gone because you know whether. It's her fault or not, Vince and company are going to take that shit out on her. And she's going to be miserable. And that's one thing that hasn't been discussed is like, what's next for Renee Young now? What's next for the wife that, you know, like this is her job? Like, she's going to be fine. She has a degree in broadcasting. She could theoretically walk onto an ESPN set and present, you know, any sport. For me, as a broadcaster, I, I, I prefer Renee Young to anyone. He, do you know what? Corey Graves, Corey Graves was fantastic when he made the transition. But I would still prefer to listen to, to Renee Young. Yeah, because she's her voice is more pleasant. Yeah. And it's not and it's not as harsh to the ears like no because I feel like this no like with commentary in WWE right now like Corey Graves is constantly yelling and screaming, um, Byron is constantly acting like he don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, you got okay, don't don't call him it, don't call him it. You got Tom Phillips <laughs> had to resist the the FF nickname there. <laughs> Um, you've got him, you know, raising hell all the time, and it's just like they're always yelling and yelling and so excited, and it's just like it just exhausts you because you're like you're just full of shit. So like Renee, her her commentary it feels more sincere. Like a lot of people picked on her for going like, oh, you know, like that's her genuinely reacting to you know what she's seeing, and it's organic and it's different, and it was refreshing, and I'm and it just sucks that 
that this possible exit of her husband from the company could lead to her exit when she really and truly just got started with this. And, you know, they've got Beth Phoenix actually down at NXT right now. She's a commentator now. So I'm wondering if they're going to bring Beth Phoenix up after she's worked at NXT for a little while and then replace Ren- Renee with her. So I'm, I'm, I, is there any truth to the rumors that, because when I listen to Renee on commentary, and I, I may have brought it up on this show before or, or one of the other shows, and I was kind of going like, oh, she doesn't really really talk that much. And then I started seeing stories where supposedly she's being told by Vince McMahon to talk less. What's that about? Oh, I heard that too. I heard that she was told to talk less, and I think she may have. I think she's showcasing people. She's out showcasing people. She's burying them. Yeah. And she can it's... call a match, man. Fucking. The, the hardest matches, right? The hardest matches to call are the ones you're not ready for. The ones yeah. you're not ready for. The fast paced matches, right? You listen to her when she's calling a ricochet match. Oh, my Lord. Do you know what? She sounds legitimately happy to be there. She sounds like a fan. She calls his spots perfectly. Yeah. I'm telling you, she's burying people. And it's not intentional. She's just showing how good she is. And, and the fact that she's been ignored because she's a woman, you know, they can't, they can't, they can't escape that because she was, she was, when NXT went live, she was, she was, she was the heel commentator. When NXT first started and got relaunched, she was the, she was the heel commentator. Yeah. They can't, and- they- Honestly. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to say too is that like there are a lot of WWE fans who are really hurt over this and they're like really, you know, like how could he leave and blah 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 and you know, all this other stuff. And I just wanna, you know, put this in context. Um he went through a staff infection that almost killed him. As someone who has also like I did like deal with staff particular but you know like I did have like a very long illness that you know almost killed me a couple of times and once you go through that it puts life into perspective for you and you realize that that money isn't everything and that wrestlers truly are artists that canvas out there in the ring is is their is their canvas is what they create their vision for their character upon and he wasn't allowed to be the artist in the ring that he wanted to be for so long. And I think what happened is he got that staff infection. He realized that the WWE paycheck isn't everything. He's got money now. He's secure financially. And now he can just go and he can do what he wants to do to make mm-hmm. himself creatively happy. Taking charge of his life money. Taking charge again. But he's hey. taking charge, and he and he's he's married. Yeah. You know, may, maybe him and Renee do want a family, but maybe he just wants that one last crack at the whip for him just to go. That fucking hurts. Now I'm awake. 
Yeah. Because you know? with not participating in death matches like that for an extended period of time like he has, um, and he is older, and like I said, he's been through that staph infection and everything, my main concern with him in death matches and hardcore matches would be, you know, getting a recurring staph infection again because you you can't, once you get staph like that, you are more susceptible to it in the future. So my main concern would be him getting cut up on, you know, nasty canvases that maybe aren't as sanitized, you know, different things like that. Like, that's that's what I'm... You look at, um, look at in, the, in the last few years. I was actually reading this, to be honest with you, with um, hardcore matches and stuff like that. Just how... Um, hard they are now to actually get licenses to book them because of the increase in like uh, hepatitis and shit I think Tournament of Death had to be moved because they wouldn't let them have it where they had it last yeah I read that yeah yeah or fucking John Zandig and fucking you know yeah, like they got them out there with a freaking trampoline built of freaking barbed wire. Like yeah. this is not out of control. It's not. Uh, that's why I said the other day. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that gets any respect from me. You know what? Whatever John Moxley goes and does, you know, um, if he, if it's wrestling related and he wrestles Jay White, I'm gonna mark out like a motherfucker. If he goes back to CCW and wants to play silly boy games, I ain't I ain't interested in it. You know. Uh, there's a fine line between, you know, wanting to test yourself one more time and fucking wanting to kill yourself. You know? And I look at people that get smashed across the head with fucking fluorescent lights and fucking, you know, get wrapped up in barbed wire. And I don't know if you've seen that fucking video of a guy actually pulling a fucking gauze out of his yeah, chest. That was fucking horrible. Fuck that shit, man. You're wrong. There is something seriously not right in your head. You know, for you to for you to go into someone's garden and there's only 200 people bought a ticket. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? They're wow. Simple. Simple. Fucking it's, mental. It's a what a waste of what a waste of medical help. You know? Yeah. You wanna kill yourself. It, Fucking it, kill yourself quietly. Yeah, a lot of these guys are like they all give me like the S and M vibe. Like say say to the masochism. Like they you get know, off on that pain uh, and then they You know, I, they, I like and, I like to be fucking scratched and shit, you know what I mean? There's a the fucking but whoa. You know what I mean? If I yeah. was with a nice young lady and she fucking pulled out a cheese grater, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, you can scratch you me with your nail, but you're not putting that shit near me. Yeah, like the... Like, you see their bodies and they're so scarred up and they're so disfigured. Uh, I'm like, how ridiculous. do you You know... I've watched videos on that Necro the Butcher doing... What do they call him when they, when they try and raise... Crowdfunding. He was trying to raise money, man, so he could have an operation. I was like, motherfucker, you've done that to yourself. Go fund me? You've done that, yeah, yeah. You, you, you've done that yourself. Don't be begging, you know what I mean? Fucking people to fund you for something that was your fault. You got paid for it. 
but you put that fucking crack pipe up your fucking, you know what I mean, in your mouth. You know, nah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not for that shit, man. People, for me. Yeah, I, I would legitimately hope. I would legitimately hope that John Moxley would just be, you know, like John Moxley, the character supposed to yeah. be, but just working in ring, like maybe to do street fights, mm. you know, like stuff like that that's easier. Um, and if he is going to New Japan, and that and that's what this is, then. Please, dear Lord God, you know. Is he gonna? Is, is he? Is he gonna join a faction? See, that's the thing. Like the switchblade conspiracy thing. Like I'm thinking conspiracy. Okay, maybe he could be like the crazy guy that Bullet Club brings in to maybe protect Jay. Like that uh-huh. could be a possibility. You know, like. What do you, Courtney Summers, what did you think about Jay White joining the Bullet Club? Because I'm just thinking, I, I remember... Love it. Kenny, Kenny love offered it. him a spot, and he said no, right? Yeah, and you know why? Because Kenny was the wrong guy who asked. That was the wrong version of Bullet Club for Jay White to join, because Jay White truly is an OG, in, in, in a sense, because... He got brought into New Japan by Prince Seven, Finn Balor, huh? Sixteen, wasn't he? No, Jay White was not sixteen. He was like twenty. Was he? Twenty? No. Dude, something like that. Um, he got brought in by Kofi and Devitt, two members of the core four founding members of Bullet Club. So he was brought in. They, got, they helped him get into the dojo. If you listen, there's an interview that Chris Jericho did with him earlier in the year, like right after Wrestle Kingdom, I believe. And he goes into detail and they talk about the story about how, um, you know, Prince Devitt was booked at a show and they got introduced and he handed him his business card, which Jay White still has, which I think that is precious that he keeps that. That is amazing, Jay. Um and he got brought in then he got brought into the dojo then. This whole story with Jay is just something out of freaking Hollywood. And it you know, like I've I've been saying this for months. I'm like, we need a Jay White biopic like now. I got one more one more Jay White question. Cause I I always whenever two people have the same finisher, I always wonder who had it first or how that happened. And I'm wondering what came first, Jay White's finisher or Sister Abigail? Um, I'm not too sure on that. I, I don't think that Jay really knew about Sister Abigail because he hasn't paid attention, I don't think, to WWE product in quite a while. He seems very disinterested in WWE's product and what they're doing. Yeah. You hear those stories with the boys giving, like, it's, it's some version of, um, a, a, a Diamond Dallas Page tells a story where Supposedly, he gave Randy Orton uh, permission to use that cutter, you know, that is now obviously the RKO. And then Randy goes like, oh, I don't remember it happening like that. But I've heard a lot of stories where, like, where guys will say, you can use this. Or, like, what what was the, was there something between um, uh, CM Punk and, what's his name? Is his name Kenta? I can't, I can't think of his name right now. Who's the guy, who's the guy I just think- left WWE? 
He's the originator Kenta. of the GTS. Uh, Kenta, yeah. Kenta, okay. So CM Punk starts using that move, and I don't know, I don't know if it's more. I've heard some wrestlers who comment on stuff like that, and I've definitely heard fans. But somewhere in there, it does begin to rub people the wrong way if some other guy just starts using a move that's known to be some other guy's. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, that's like when people yeah. say people rip off Shawn Michaels for using a super kick. It wasn't even Shawn Michaels who introduced it. It was Chris Adams. Um, but I've seen Stone Cold. I've seen Stone Cold um, not happy when people use a stunner as a transitional move, but he loves the fact that Kevin Owens uses it as a finisher. Yeah, because he's like respect moves. He's like put the move over and use it to freaking pin people. Don't use it as a fucking transition. Yeah, he's dumbass. <laughs> Rick Flair, Rick Flair gifted the Miz with the uh... yeah, the figure four, yeah. Thank you, man. Oh, I, for some reason, <laughs> I kept thinking of it. I was like the clover leaf. Why am I? I'm sorry, it's really early. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, the figure four stuff like that. I don't know. Sometimes stuff like that boggles my mind when I think like Rick Flair walked out and went, "This is yours now." And it's like. Is that how stuff like that works? I've never seen the Miz slap a submission on anybody, and now all of a sudden he's been gifted the figure four, and, and I don't really think it ever, it ever took off because it doesn't things need to happen more organically than that. Not like all right, and now you do the pedigree. It's like, do you though? <laughs> it's, it gets a little weird. The waters get a little muddied when it comes to stuff like that. You see, Seth, Seth stopped doing all that and just eh. Finishers they're important because they're a finisher is is every bit as part of the identity of who a wrestler is. And you want people to have these unique finishers because whenever that move happens, you want somebody to go, that immediately makes you think of who. So sorry for Chris Adams, but because Shawn Michaels, you know, was so the sweet chin music it was so I guess popularized by him. Yeah, unfortunately, nobody ever gets to the part where Chris Adams was the one who originally came up with the move, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, Shawn Michaels did it with such style as well. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Tuning up. I, I'm, I, I, Shawn Michaels in the 90s, oh, my God. He was just – I watch those matches still today, and I'm still – it's every bit as good today as it was back then. He just was so good, man. You know, I don't even think of yeah. switching music as a super kick. It's just switching music. It's its own move. Yeah. I do that with Jake the Snake Robertson and DDT. Yeah. What does DDT stand for? <laughs> um, <laughs> I never remember. Death you defying trauma! <laughs> get, get Larkin on the get Larkin on the horn. He would know, wouldn't he? Larkin, I mean, he, Larkin, he, he, Larkin's already answered it, dude. You just haven't heard it yet. <laughs> he, 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 no, you're wrong, butcher. Right now, my my Larkin, my 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 knowledge my knowledge sense is tingling. Yeah, he's taking 17 minutes to answer the question. But he's gonna get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. hey, I got a theory. I got a theory. Alright. I think he Googles sometimes. I know he Googles sometimes. There's no way he doesn't. <laughs> Mike Larkin, the Google machine. Courtney, right? Courtney. It, 
Right, here we are, right? you know, you're, 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 you're another person to say it. Me and Amir have been on here while Darcy's been talking and doing the quiz. <laughs> and me and Amir have been like messaging back and forth. Look, listen, yep. what? I bet he's, he's going to be like over 10 seconds on the next question. And he's like, one, two. And I'm like going, I know it. I know it. Pick me. Pick me. And then, <laughs> but, and then Mike, Mike could be like, right, okay, okay. Because that them guys, them guys are taking like the the taking Dazzy's eye off me, so I'm gonna take an extra couple of seconds. So I'm gonna do this, you know. And instead of typing, because it's gonna take a long time, I'll just quickly mute my mic and go. Who was the world champion back in 1973? Your answer Mike is. He, Mike Larkin lives by one rule, which is simply this. Do not even consider answering the question until the timer's gone off. Exactly. When the timer's gone off, now we'll put some thought to it. The timer exactly. goes like, uh, it's time. It's Vader time. And that's where it should end. And Mike Larkin goes, all right, now let's go to work. You see, if you carry the one and you minus the two. You know what, right? You know what? Right? We're I mean, saying all Mike, this, Mike, right? Let me, let, me just, let me just say this first. Oh, Mike, you know I love you. I'm sorry. I just have this theory because you always get shit right and you're like way too good at this shit. And, and what I was about to say was we're all here, right? And we're all kind of sold on the idea. But Mike won't be giving a fuck that me and Amir have said it. Courtney said it and he's just sunk into the ground. He's like... Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. But also, we're, he, we're he's just turned into SpongeBob SquarePants. You know the bit when SpongeBob gets turned down for the job at the Krabby Shack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sorry, Mike, but I kind of got to start bringing out some cutthroat vibes because I mean, like, I mean, I know. Yeah, man, I promos know this, to cut soon. This this whole promo mania thing. I mean, Don't put your friendships on 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 the on the backside, like you know what I mean. The thing. Yeah, is... like. like whether he does or doesn't, we'll never know. Mike's going to get That's crushed. That's a lie. That's a lie. We will know. Damn we it, will it, know. It. We will know. He's we will never going to admit we'll to it know. if he does. Listen, right? We're going to know. Right? Because what he'll do, right? What he'll do when he loses to Phoenix, a promo mania, he'll do this um, story just to take our eyes off and he'll be like, you know, well, I had a cold. It, a cold, yeah. It was... It reminds me of a time I had a cold. <laughs> and it was back yeah, in 1998. Exactly. The cold. Yeah, the weather was also cold. But on that day, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. Like a Twinkie. <laughs> like a Twinkie. I think it's safe to say I liked Mike from the start. <laughs> Mike, we love you. Get back soon. <laughs> um, he's, he's sitting. He's sitting there eating his butties at work. He's like, "Fuckers." <laughs> That's why I love. You know, I have to talk this shit now because he can't defend himself. That's the best time to talk about somebody. Exactly. They can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we we made it through pretty much a whole episode barely discussing WWE, and that's that's it for this week. We'll I actually there. think people will prefer this. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna talk to the devil. Hello, Mister Jilam. Hello, Mister. Fucking is as well. Uh, hello, Mister Jilam. Speakerphone. <laughs>
no, he's gone. Okay. Um, well, that's it for this week. You can find me at Dazzy MWP. Mike, get back soon. Uh, you are at SM Show One and MCR ninety two. The butcher is at TOG six nine BHITB. Biggest breath ever. Yeah, that's, that's the breath Mike takes before the clock starts. Sorry, exactly. Mike. <laughs> and I am at Switch Babe Pod on Twitter. That's where you can follow the official account for the podcast. Um. Also, A-X-I-M-I-L-I-5-5 on Twitter. Um, that's the personal account. But I'm thinking I'm eventually going to get people that are following that account to just follow the podcast account and just use that strictly for everything. But that's going to have to come, like, in a couple of months, you know? <laughs> we just got to take everything in baby steps at this point. So, and, and I appreciate... Once again, I just want to say I just appreciate like all the love and support that everybody's given me. Like I looked at my follower account and I was like, I've already got like eighty something followers on that podcast account. You know, in like a week with one episode, and that's just amazing. And I'm so grateful for everything. And Amir working so hard on that killer promo, like that intro, like with me and Tama and the pictures. You know, with me and Marty and. Um, and the picture of me and Jay, you know, like before it, you know, like it's just awesome. And, you know, even though I kind of did throw him under the bus, like Mike's been helping me, you know, like record it and get that sent over to you. And I just really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you guys because you guys are awesome. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, that's what yeah, I'll tell you, Courtney Summers. It's it's my pleasure. Um, you have you have come into my life like a storm. And um, you're the rain I didn't know I needed. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you do. Your your passion for wrestling and your passion for podcasting is is completely infectious, and it it's one of those things that makes me proud to uh, to be a fan. And I I will always uh, push you and promote you and do anything I can to see you be successful. And the same thing goes for everybody in my uh, my Max Wrestling family. And, um, yeah, of course, you can always find me everywhere where you see the three letters RWT um, across whatever social media platform. And I love the Four Corners Network. I love Lyle. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was a Mike Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Four Corners Network! Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> And you know where to find us on social media. It's at Max Wrestling UK and Max Wrestling Interactive on Facebook. And we're also on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. Make sure you check out MaxWrestling.net. Check out previous episodes of Screen Gems at DB Screen Gems. And of course, the latest episode of Throne Zone at Throne Zone UK. Do you know what? I couldn't see half the episode, but I remember more of that than I did of WWE this week. Just saying. Of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Can I say it? Can I say it? Say it. Aria. Fucking. You were that bitch. <laughs> you were that bitch, honey, and I love you I, for it. I, I I don't even feel guilty anymore about watching watching the scene. 
I want the sexy. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't even feel like guilty anymore because <laughs> she's the bitch. <laughs> no longer is she a little girl. No, no, sir, she isn't. She's Dude. a grown ass woman. That's exactly. a bad. You know what I mean? Yes, she is. And if you appreciate Game of Thrones, there is more Thrones on coming this Monday. Um, also, keep a lookout. We mentioned Screen Gems. Keep a lookout for a whole new revamp with The Butcher and I in the next coming few days. Uh, and, of course, keep an eye on the Four Corner Network. Join us next week for week one of the King of the Mike tournament as Daniel Crimmins takes on Ted P. De Niro. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang! Nobody got a lock in line? Fuck you. Uh, let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> let me tell you something, bitch. <laughs> yeah. that, that's forever what they're called now, lock in lines. Lock in lines. <laughs>